up, everybody? Welcome to Ask for Candy, where we talk about healing, self-care, love, sex, relationships, and what it takes to be amazing on the daily. Who I am, I am CandiceHarperLoveCoach.com, and my purpose with this podcast is to create healthy, romantic relationships all around the world, especially now that there is a worldwide health crisis and people are in need of love and connection now more than ever. But before we get to that, I want to send a shout out to Armed Radio, all the people listening all over the world globally. Thank you for tuning in. And I want you to not forget to subscribe to Ask for Candy on Anchor. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can also subscribe to Ask for Candy on YouTube, Ask for Candy Podcast is our channel on YouTube. When you subscribe, even if you're busy on a Thursday night and you can't listen in on Armed Radio, you will never miss a show because you will get a notification saying, hey, new show. Also, we're on Patreon, so if you want to become a patron of the show, just click the link in our post description, become a patron, and get access to early content, which is the early podcast and other things that I release and programs and things like that. You'll get first dibs on any of our perks, offers, or giveaways, and 30% off any private coaching package should you be interested. Also, you can follow Candace Harper Love Coach, my page, on Facebook and join the newsletter. I send out a weekly newsletter to all of my peeps talking about what's going on that week in the areas of love, sex, relationships, and vibrating high. Also, I don't usually ask you guys to follow so early in the show, but I have a really big announcement about a $50 giveaway contest, and I want you guys to be eligible. So if you're listening, follow me on Instagram, at Candy Love Coach, and at Candy, at Ask for Candy Podcast. You can also email me, askforcandypodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, anything that you want to say or address about anything that I say on the show, by all means, please do so. I love to hear from you. And I might even use whatever you have to say as a possible topic. I might talk about your question on the show. I might answer your question on the show. So feel free, askforcandypodcast at gmail. So for those of you who are tuning in and brand new and haven't been listening, I am a relationship coach, a workshop facilitator, and a professional matchmaker with Talkify. And if you've never heard of it, it's an amazing digital service where you can hire a matchmaker to do all the sifting and the vetting on your behalf. Can you imagine? So you don't have to do all that dirty work, that dating dirty work. It's especially great for people who struggle with initiating contact or just simply picking the right partner. I don't know if your friends have ever said, your picker's broken, but I've heard that before, and I'm, I've probably said it before, and I've heard other people say it to their friends. So your picker's not necessarily broken, but you might be struggling in that area, and Talkify is a great service for that, because what we do is we match people with their own personal matchmaker, of which I am one. I have a nice pool of wonderful clients who I love and adore, who I'm sort of like a mother hen, and I send them a newsletter every week, and I take care of them, and I look after them. And I vet for them, and I sort of, which is sort of like mild, mildly dating for them. I meet people, I talk to them, and I screen them to see if they might be compatible with my clients. So matchmaking and relationship coaching is 100% my zone of genius. It's my place of happiness. It is my, my mode, my purpose, my, my raison d'être. It is my everything. It is why I exist and I love it so much. And the best part about it is that week to week, I get to grow and learn as I interact with people around the most 
intimate part of their lives, their love lives. I get to meet and nurture new clients. I get to screen possible dating candidates for them. I get to design programs and activities that deepen their ability to get to know each other better. And I get to design their dates. So right now we're doing a lot of video dating. If you've been listening, you know I've been talking about the virtues of video dating. And so I get to, you know, set those up and theme them and, you know, give them content and questions and ways to interact and make the video dating feel a little bit more like real life dating, a lot more like real life dating and and get a little intimate. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. But most importantly, what I get to be a part of is what supports a healthy beginnings and a sustainably healthy relationship. So I would hazard to guess that some of you out there are at home and quarantined with someone right now and wondering if things would have turned out differently if you had initially had someone there to help you choose in the beginning and help you choose properly, choose by your core values, choose by what's important to you in the world and who you want to be in the world. The good news is that if you are stuck with someone, quarantined with someone, married to someone, in a partnership with someone, where you can't get away from each other right now, it's never too late to turn the ship around if both people are willing and able. And the quarantine is actually a really great opportunity for that. Today, we're going to talk about the fact that it's been about six weeks in the area I'm in, New York, New Jersey area, and I think in California and you know some of the other places, it's been about six weeks of stay-at-home orders, lockdowns, and quarantines, and I know that's bleeding into some other places as well now, and I know across the country, the encouragement is to stay at home, wear masks, you know, be socially responsible. And it's starting to look like, you know, a new way of life. It's starting to look like somewhat of a new normal. Now, that's not to say that I feel like this is going to go on forever, I'm a big believer in, you know, the constant, the consistency and the constants of change. So, you know, there's some speculation as to when this is going to end and we're going to get be able to get back to normal. I'm not in any big rush to do that because I'd rather stay quarantined and safe and blessed with a roof over my head and eating and healthy until the danger is past. I don't know about the rest of you, but I think that if you are in a safe place, that's something to consider. If where you are is not so safe, then I can understand why you might want to have things shift again. Um, but that's a whole nother show about, you know, if you are in, in a situation that's not so safe. If you are, uh, hopefully you know that there are hotlines to call, um, you know, especially if you're in an abuse situation. But for those of us who are in a safe situation, I would like to encourage and invite that we make this time a time of opportunity rather than try to sit and wait it out with anxiety, hoping that it ends soon. And I know that some of that is influenced by finances, but even though that's not what this show is about, I want you guys to also consider that we often get on a hustle hamster wheel when it comes to money and making money and what we need to do to make money and our worries about not making money. And I think that this is also a good opportunity to alter our personal relationships with money so that money doesn't rule our desire in such a strong way. Now that's a whole nother road that I could go down because I don't want to get into the whole thing about uh, whether you should want money or not, nothing wrong with wanting money and nothing wrong with wanting what comes along with having money. But if you are in a state of anxiety around money right now, this is a good, good time to take stock in your relationship with money how you uh, frame it. Do you have a mindset of abundance around it? Do you have a mindset of lack? Is the way that you were making money previously, does it really align with who you are? 
you know, just a little bit of faith, a little bit of flow and a willingness to, to be with the uncertainty. I know it takes a lot. I'm not saying it's easy, but that's my invitation. So how did I go down that tangent? Like I was saying, for a lot of us, it's been about six weeks or more of stay-at-home orders, lockdowns, and quarantines, starting to look like a new way of life. And what's funny to me is that, you know, and back to Love Lives, what's funny to me is that no matter what the circumstances are, is that we as human beings always find some way to wish that the grass was greener. So you got a bunch of us out there who are with our significant others, who are with our uh, you know, spouses and can't wait for this to be over because they realize that they, they may be with the wrong person or they feel like they may be with the wrong person. And they're looking and thinking and, you know, looking at other people, especially on social media and how other people are experiencing this whole situation and possibly thinking, oh, how great this would be if I was alone, if I could just have some alone time, if I was on my own how great this would be, how much I would get done, how creative and productive I would be, how wonderful it could be. And then you have the other side of that, which is all the people out there who are single, maybe don't have kids, or maybe are just away from their family, who are isolated, live on their own, and aren't seeing people very often. I mean, I'm blessed because I, you know, where I live, I live in a, a, a structure that's on my own, but very close to the people who own it, and I do get to see them regularly. So I feel blessed. But I know that there's a lot of people out there who are on their own and all they really see is maybe whoever's delivering the food or, um, you know, an occasional neighbor and they're trying to social distance. So I know there's a lot of people out there who are very isolated and, you know, not within reach of somebody that they can just give a big hug to if they want to, because hugs are very important. You know, uh, physical contact is very important. So they might be looking at the people who have people in their house and being like, you know, why don't I have that? They got it so good. We're so good as human beings at, at looking at other people's situations and, and seeing their grasses greener, despairing and comparing about what other people have. When in fact, this whole quarantine situation is an opportunity for everybody. Right, So either we're at home with a significant other and counting the minutes until we can get away from that mofo or we're single and all alone longing for the hugs and snuggles that so often put the chill in Netflix and chill. And let's face it, a human can only binge so much love is blind before wondering what it would be like if their solo domicile was a pod with a compatible partner on the other side of the closest window. And if you've been watching Netflix, you know what I'm talking about. But I digress. The fact is, no matter how, how long we are holed up in this situation, our romantic life, hopefully, God willing, will continue to evolve because it is a pivotal, pivotal part of our lives. It's a very important aspect of our lives. Ooh, I'm getting Facebook notifications. Somebody's trying to get in touch with me. Um, you know, our romantic life will continue to evolve. We will con continue to have romantic desires. We will continue to have desires for uh, loving interaction uh, you know, no matter what's going on out there, what threatens our health, um, what's happening in the world, there's always that desire for each other. Um, you know, even if we were living in a completely post-apocalyptic world, there would still be some level of us wanting to desire each other because it's biological, it's chemical, it's, you know, how we procreate, all that good stuff. 
So even if you've decided that you're just going to close up the candy shop, you will be prone to self-reflection during this time. You will be thinking about whether it's alone that you need to be or whether you need to start getting serious you realize time is fleeting, actually taking your love life seriously. Maybe you'll decide that a healthy relationship is something that you absolutely have to have or create before you croak, which is understandable because we are also here to experience life. We're here to experience what the world has to offer us. We're here to experience each other. Sometimes we get so caught up in the resistance and the focusing on what hurts and the focusing on the pain and the trauma that we forget that the whole reason that we came down here and put on this human suit is so that we could experience everything, the whole gamut, the whole gamut of emotions, the whole gamut of pleasure and pain. We are here to experience all of it and all of it is valuable. So maybe that's what your evolution might be during this quarantine during this pandemic time. Maybe for someone else, their evolution might be that I need to start treating my partner better. I need to start showing up in a way that is more authentic and loving and in alignment with my core values. If I say I'm family oriented and compassionate and kind, am I being that in my relationship? Am I being those core values? Are my actions aligning with who I say that I am, who I say that I want to be? And so for all of us, rather than resolve ourselves to being victims of the current circumstances, why not seize the opportunity? I call myself an opportunist, and I know for some people that's a negative term, but to me it's not because there is opportunity in everything. Everything that happens, even when it seems absolutely 100% horrible and devastating, and this is not to negate human suffering and pain, because I know that that is something that goes on in this world. We see it on the news all the time. We see it in our families. We see it in our neighborhoods. We see it in across the world. We see it everywhere. There is suffering and there's pain and humans go through a lot of devastation. And this is not to discount it or invalidate it, but for as long as, as you are breathing and there are blessings to be had, the ability to, to see that there are blessings to be had is exactly what pulls us through the difficult times. The ability to Uh, access the blessings to be had, recognize the blessings to be had, and see the opportunities for growth or development or fortune or anything that can come out of even the worst of diversity. Adversity. I don't know why I always confuse adversity and diversity, but really I meant adversity. (laughs) Because diversity is good, I think. Adversity, not so much. Anyway, so in that thinking, thinking about how there is opportunity in everything and how even in the worst of times and the worst of situations, the beauty can be discovered, the beauty can be found, and that we can live to our full human potential. I came up with 10 ways that the quarantine is making it easier to fall into a real and healthy relationship. Now, this is for you whether or not you're already in one, because you can apply it to a relationship that is currently not working. You can apply it to a singlehood that that you're very unhappy about. Or if you are like my matchmaking clients or my coaching clients, and you are very much in action around wanting what you want for your love life, you can definitely apply these, these these 10 ways to whatever you're doing now. So yeah. Let's jump in.
let's jump in and get started. So 10 ways the quarantine is making it easier to fall into a real relationship. Well, number one, and I can tell you that I feel like I'm experiencing this myself without telling too much of my personal business, but the pace is slowed way down. Obviously, because social distancing, we can't go to bars, we can't, you know, hang out, go to the movies, we can't go on dates, you know, multiple dates. And I can remember times of getting to know people in the past where, you know, oh, I met you online and we called and spoke to each other a couple of times and now we're going on a date and now we're going on another date and now we're going on another date and... You know, they've just been dates, so it's not really like I'm developing any real intimacy with you. I'm getting to know you. We're having some nice conversations, but I guess because it's just the natural way of things, I guess the next step is supposed to be sex with you, or it's supposed to be that I meet your family, or that it's supposed to be, you know, that we go on a date that's a longer date. Like, all those rules and what to expect and the, the, what, you know, to be disappointed about what didn't show up or what they did or didn't do. All that stuff is out the window. We can't use that anymore. That whole idea of the pacing and, and that it should be going at a certain pace. And if they haven't done this thing by, you know, three months, if you haven't met their family, then they don't really like you. Or if, you know, you haven't gone on a trip together, then you're not really close or, you know, all of that stuff. It's not that it's not going to happen because at some point you will be doing those things again. But now, since we have dwindled down to meeting a stranger means that that if you're being socially responsible and you're socially distancing, the furthest that you will probably get is video dating initially for a good amount of time, right? And for some people, that sounds like hell, for some people, they feel like, and I did a, a show a couple weeks ago about digital dating and the merits of digital dating, so I'm not going to go into a long thing about it, but there's a lot of people who are just like, no, I like that. it's not good enough. I even had somebody that I matched with a client who was just such a douchebag about it. I mean, he told me on the screening he wasn't thrilled, but we had a nice conversation. I thought I kind of enrolled him in the idea of just checking it out, exploring it, seeing how it went. But you know what? Based on my client's report, he showed up. He was douchey. He barely could interact. He, you know, insisted that it be FaceTime instead of Zoom, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But he's sitting there holding his phone. He didn't really engage. He kind of gave it just a little while. I offer my clients and their matches connection questions that they can ask each other to foster intimacy. And he basically just asked the questions like he was doing a job interview, barely made any eye contact, was, you know, socially inept. Now, granted, we're going through a quarantine. He might have had some emotional stuff going on. Um, and maybe it really, truly did make him very uncomfortable to do the video dating. And I get all of that. I don't necessarily think that's an excuse to be a douchebag because he was actually quite rude to my client. But I, I get that for some people, the idea of... Uh, video dating or talking to someone on the phone for a long time or texting back and forth can be annoying or hard to understand, especially if you're of an older generation. And it's hard to fathom that there can be any connection, especially if you're someone who likes to get physical pretty quickly. And a lot of people out there do. But this is the great thing about it, about you know meeting people in the quarantine and about um, developing relationships during this quarantine, when you meet people that you did not know from before, you just have room to really pace things out and actually take the time to get to know someone. And so 
by that token, you're taking the time to get to know someone. They're taking their time to get to know you. And so you want to also be taking the time to get to know yourself because you're going to have conversations that mean more than conversations that you might have had before initially with someone new. You're going to be asked about your preferences and your values and your what's important to you probably uh, much sooner than you would have before. There's people who date for, you know, one, two, five years and, you know, don't know certain core values about each other. There's people who get married and they're not sure what the other person's core values are because that person doesn't know their own core values or they're not aligned with their own core values and then they end up getting divorced. I mean, that's what usually causes the breakdown of relationships. So this is an opportunity to have meaningful conversations And even for those people who tend to resist meaningful conversations by whipping their dick out or, um, and women do it too, where they want to rush, rush into the sexual part because they know that if someone's sexually attracted to them, that there's like a little bit of a, a, a rush in that. Like, well, if you're sexually attracted to me, I know that I can use that in order to get your attention. And, you know, with men, I just want to have sex. So if you're willing to have sex with me, then that's what you'll be. You'll be my sex for the night. And maybe it will develop into something. Maybe it won't. But, you know, if you're offering it, I'll take it. So I think, you know, that's just one example of how it slows down. The sex thing is one example of how it slows down. But just the really having to um, connect with someone on a human level in, in a space of adversity, really talk to each other really interact about it and whether it's that you set up that you're having phone calls or that you're having video dates or you're facetiming each other however you set it up it puts you in a position of just really having to interact like a human being which ultimately no matter who you end up with and a lot of you married people out there and people who've been with someone for a long time will tell you this who are sitting in this quarantine right now when you've had all the sex you can have and you've you know done all of the things that you can do that are physically related, you're going to need somebody who you can have a conversation with, someone who you have a deep, meaningful connection with that, that you can sit in a room with them silently or you can sit in a room with them and your interaction with each other is clear and it's honest and it's authentic and it feels comfortable and you don't feel like you're, you're walking on eggshells. This is an opportunity to develop that first. I don't think you guys understand how big this is. <laughs> that's, a, that's an amazing thing. This quarantine is an opportunity to develop your end of relationship. And by end of relationship, I'm, I'm talking ideally, hopefully the end of your life ability to interact with each other in a way that is connected and comfortable and safe and friend-based and romantic and... Um, just understanding and, and open with each other. Granted, I'm not saying everybody has the capability to do those things because if they don't have their mental stuff in order, that's going to be a challenge for them. But for those of us who are just out here and we are, you know, focused on our growth and we do take care of our mental health and we want to get to know somebody on that level. And that's the kind of relationship that we want, that even if all the other stuff is not in place, that we, we're still connected to that person. They still have our back. There's still somebody we can rely on that we trust. We understand who they are. This quarantine is providing an opportunity to develop that with someone before the other stuff gets in the way. 
before the money stuff, before the how they behave on the date stuff. Before, and you think that that's a way to vet. It's not. Because it's just a way to, to try to check a bunch of boxes that don't really mean anything. So when you're, we're evaluating each other when we've just met and we're evaluating them on, you know, did they pay for the date? What kind of shoes did they wear? Uh, you know, were they nervous or not? Like all of that stuff is superficial stuff that's fleeting. And it doesn't really mean anything as far as who they are as a human being because anybody can have a good or a bad night. But, you know, what this quarantine is providing is this opportunity to just see who they are as a human being, take your time, have real conversations with them, have real conversations over time, because you're not going anywhere. And in a lot of places, it's not even legal for you to be meeting up and going anywhere. And it's definitely not socially responsible for you to be meeting up and going anywhere with anybody who's a stranger. So, you know, you're kind of obligated to really get to know somebody on a much deeper level. Huge opportunity. And that's only number one. Hopefully you're ready for number two. Number two, there is no pressure to go out of your way or spend a lot of money. So I kind of touched on this a little bit. So, you know, especially with Talkify and with matchmaking, one of the things that we do is we do set people up on blind dates. And there's a value in that because, you know, you can't write some big story about who that person is like we often do if we meet someone online and then we Google them and we try to find out as much as we can about them, or we take all the little details we know and then write some story and fill in the rest of the holes. And then by the time we meet them, we've set ourselves up with expectation, and usually we're disappointed, more times than not. But with Togavai's system, it's blind dating. So for the most part, you just know to look your best and show up as yourself and see what happens and trust that your matchmaker has matched you with someone who you're going to at least have some compatibility with enough that you can sit down and have a friendly conversation. So what this, this quarantine situation now adds with having to infuse video dating as another vetting step or as a step in between is that you don't have to go into your pockets unless you're going to do some kind of fun theme where you might have to, you know, buy a few things or, you know, even if you're going to do cocktails, you might want to buy a bottle of wine, which most of you out there doing anyways. Let's not front. Everybody's got some alcohol at home. So let's say you have a, a happy hour date or a cocktail date. Like only you only have to buy enough for yourself. You don't have to spend any money. Of course, it would be a nice gesture if you're local and you're dating somebody even if you're not local, you're dating somebody on a virtual video date, it, sure, it would be a nice gesture to maybe order a little food to their house if you know their address, if you get to that point. Or, you know, with Talkify, uh, through matchmakers, people can do that because we have their, their addresses and their information. So that's something that people can choose to do if they want to do something like that. But there is no pressure. There's no pressure, girls, you know, who get everything waxed and shaved and you know, make sure you have a pedicure. If you don't even have to be dressed from the waist down, I, I've said this a million times, but there's just no pressure to do all of that stuff. It's, it's good to look nice if you're going to virtually date with someone. And it's good to groom yourself as much as possible. It's good to make an effort, you know, just to look good at home. <laughs> but think about how much you don't have. You don't have to put gas in your car. You don't have to get out there and drive. If you're in New York, you don't have to get on the train. You don't have to pay for a cab. You don't have to, um, you know, have some special outfit. You could just look nice on the top. Everybody's got a nice shirt at home. Um, yeah, it just like, 
And you don't have to like, you should be on good behavior, like be a nice person, but you don't have to like mind your P's and Q's, make sure that you're tipping enough or that you've talked to the waitress or the waiter in, the, in a nice enough tone or that you've, I mean, obviously those things should come natural, but you don't have to worry about that kind of scrutiny. There's just no pressure to go out of your way, spend your money and be impressive in that way. Because like I said, with number one, this is really about getting to know each other on a very human level. So that alleviates a lot right there. No pressure, no pressure to go out of your way. Number three, it is, and I mentioned this before, I'm gonna really dig into it now, it's an opportunity to take sex completely off the table. Now for some of you, <gasps> sex off the table? Why am I even dating if I'm not having sex? I get it, like, you know, trust me, I'm a very lusty person, I get it. When you're attracted to somebody, you're attracted to some people, and for some people, they don't even wanna wait. They're attracted to somebody, they wanna have sex with them. They wanna have sex with them now. They wanna have sex with them right away. Or they wanna have sex with them within a few dates. Whatever your uh, normal habits are, your rules, whatever your, you know, your setup is. But when I tell you that when sex is taken off of the table, that the uh, when you are attracted to someone, that the desire and the attraction and the interest builds in such a way now, granted, there's always not, there's always the possibility you'll be disappointed. There's always the possibility that when you finally meet that person face to face, maybe the chemistry won't be there. But when we allow and allow possibility and open ourselves up to how things can go and just enjoy ourselves, especially in this now vid video dating pandemic world, and really connect with someone in that human way, on that human level, like I'm talking about, and sex is not on the table, it just takes away a whole layer of how sex can complicate the early period of a relationship. Now you guys know what I'm talking about. If sex did not complicate things, I wouldn't even need to bother to be a relationship coach. If sex did not complicate things, I wouldn't have to be a match. We wouldn't need such thing as, as matchmakers. And I'm not talking on a moral level. I'm not talking about whether it's right or wrong to have sex with someone or how early or late you should have sex with someone, this is not that conversation. What it is, is that it just takes away that layer long enough so that you can make wiser decisions, so that you can make decisions that aren't influenced by whether or not you've had sex, that are not influenced by, um, you know, someone who, you know, thinking someone only wanted you for sex, because sometimes things don't work out and especially as women, we'll often think that it didn't work out because we had sex with them too soon. Or, you know, as men, we'll think, oh, it didn't work out because I wasn't good enough in bed or, you know, whatever. Like it takes all of that stuff off the table. And like I said, you get to be just in a human to human conversation, understanding each other, getting to know each other. Number four, there is uh, just an enormous amount of time to really vet a person's personality. Not only their core values, which the core values to me is the most important thing as far as compatibility, but their personality. And, and you know, Chris Rock talks about people showing up with their representative in the beginning. So we have this pandemic quarantine time where we get to take a really nice long time to uh, talk to people in a place of possible adversity, up and down emotions, uh, you know, bad news on the television all the time, um, unknown, uncertainty, everyone in a state of not knowing what's going to happen next. This is a perfect time to be vetting people's personalities. 
Because <laughs> people are showing up as who they are right now. Like that guy I said showed up on the date that I matched him with and he was really douchey. Like he's, he's in breakdown. He's in breakdown, or at least that day he was, in that moment he was, around maybe what's going on now with the pandemic or just hating the video dating or maybe he didn't like the client, whatever. But, you know, he wasn't even able to put up the mask of a representative long enough to not be rude. So she got a real big dose of what he's like when the situation is not what he likes for it to be. She got a real big, you know, spoonful helping of that. And it, and it gave her an opportunity to say, okay, like if this is how this person acts when they're not attracted or when they're, you know, feeling adversity or whatever, then clearly this is not a person that would be good for me. We all want to be with somebody who can deal in adversity. And that's not to say that if you can't deal in adversity, something's wrong with you because we all go through our moments. But to be able to, as you're getting to know someone, get an understanding of how they ebb and flow and how they deal with life and compare it to how you want to ebb and flow and how you want to deal with life, this is a perfect opportunity to really get a sense of how someone ebbs and flows and how they deal with life. It's so important. I can't stress it enough. And I know that for a lot of you out there who are in a relationship and in a house together right now, you're, you are like my amen corner. You know it's so important to be aligned with you, how you deal with adversity because especially if you have kids, Right now, you're going through a lot of adversity. And if you don't have a partner with you who can laugh at it with you or cry about it with you or be a support and get you and that you get each other and that you, you have each other's back, if you don't have that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. This is an opportunity for those who are looking to have a partner to find somebody and see them for who they are so that you can know that you're going to have that. Because this is not the only adversity we're ever going to go through in the world. And who knows what your future might hold, even once this quarantine is long over. And you want somebody who can roll with all the punches. And you have all this time to vet and talk to them and be on a video date with them. Number five, you are forced to collaborate dating in an organized way, or at least a semi-organized way. So there's nothing, nothing bad comes from having to be more diligent about how you um, put things together, right? So one of the things with, with virtual dating in particular is that you know, to be, keep it interesting, to have it be fun, to, um, you know, schedule the dates and all of that stuff that requires at least some level of organization. Or if you, if that's all you're doing and you have nothing else to do work-wise, if you're someone who otherwise you're just watching TV or whatever, what virtual dating and um, being able to use technology in order to get to know someone actually does is it, it kind of forces you to get interesting with how you um, plan the dates, how you schedule the dates. You know, I use, luckily because of my matchmaking, I use a service called Calendly. So everything gets scheduled in that. So when I'm, you know, with my video dating, if the person that I'm video dating says, you know, I want to see you on Tuesday and I don't have any appointments on Tuesday and that's a good time for me, which, you know, let's face it, these days it's easy to come up with a good time to do stuff. 
I'll be like, okay, and put that in my Calendly, and it's in there, and whatever theme we come up with, we've worked together to create games that we can play, and no, it sounds so corny, and it sounds so like 1950s, but it's so cute, because we work together to come up with games to play that help us get to know each other better. We did a thing with music where, um, you know, we came up with a list of songs that represented different, different um, eras of our lives, and played music for each other, and... Like we're getting to know each other in such a profound way, which yeah, sure, that stuff happens when you're meeting face to face as well. But like I said, there's so many other layers that are not in the way. So all that human stuff, we're getting to know each other's pasts, each other's presence, uh, how we see things, how we used to see things. And it's all out of you know collaborating and, and coming up with stuff and organizing our dates and working together. You get to see if that person is a partner who works with you, who can work with you on things. Not saying that everybody has to be like super creative about how they do it, but you want to match with someone who's on your level as far as that's concerned or is a compliment to whatever your level is. Maybe you're like, I love to organize stuff and I love to entertain and I love to create and come up with fun stuff to do. It's what I used to do in my past life in television. So, you know, how can we, let's invent a game or something like that. How can we do those things? How do we execute them? What materials do we need? All of that stuff. If you're that type of person and let's say you meet somebody who maybe is not so much that type of person, but encourages you to do that and you get to do that and, and be your full self-expressed self with somebody who loves and appreciates it and is along for the ride, like that's a really great thing that can happen just through virtual dating. It's a really great experience to have, but you got to be open. You got to be open for it. You got to know that there is so much opportunity in finding real love in this quarantine. Now I sound like I'm selling it to you. I'm not necessarily trying to sell it to you, but I, I am in a way. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to enroll you in the idea that there's nothing terminal here as far as this area of life is concerned. I mean, if you're sick, that's one thing. If you're dealing with other people that are sick, that's another thing. But you know, even if you are sick, like this is perfect because if you're at least well enough to communicate, God, God forbid, hopefully you are. And if you're not, yes, take your time to get well and do what you need to do and do what the doctor tells you to do. But if you're well enough to be able to speak to people or, you know, be on a virtual date, be on a Zoom conference call, you can still be getting to know people and you can be authentic about what you're going through because we get so worried about our being our representative and being super sexy and being super perfect and you know none of that's it's all stripped away it's all stripped away i mean even if you just watch like i like to watch youtube and i watch like you know my late night talk shows and all the late night talk show guys nobody's got a haircut their kids are in the frame you know, we're in a new era of time. And that's not to say stop caring and throw it all out and be like, you know, fuck it, I don't care. But what it's to say is that it, you don't have to put on airs. You don't have to pretend. This is an opportunity to get to know people on a human level. I don't know how many times I can say that. Probably a million more until you guys really, really, truly understand it and get where I'm coming from. So that brings up the next one, number six, an opportunity to get past that initial looks filter. I call it the looks filter. It's that thing where when we look at somebody physically, it's what has us swiping left on Tinder or, you know, like on Facebook dating, hitting the X or any of these other apps, like hurrying up and hitting it. So some of us have such a staunch and, and rigid looks filter that we like right at first look, we will negate somebody. 
That's not to say that you can't have your preferences about what people look like physically. Of course, you want to be physically attracted. But you would be surprised how many people read differently in person than they do in still pictures. And you'd be surprised how many people look so good once you get to know their personality. And I know that's the age-old cliche, like Miss Congeniality, but... If you've ever seen couples where one person in the couple is just not that physically ideal looking and you've wondered like, how did that happen? How did she get him or how did he get her? I can bet you nine times out of 10, if it's not money related, it has to do with that person's uh, inner humanity, their core values, whether they're funny or not, their personality, who they really are as a person. And so this quarantine time is an opportunity to sort of get past that initial looks filter. That's not to say that people can't still, people who are meeting from online dating sites can't still negate you because they see your picture. Obviously they can still do that. But you can get a lot farther. And this is not, I mean, I'm not trying to say everybody out there, you think that you're ugly or that you are ugly or anything like that. But because people really want to connect right now, and that's going to be even, you know, one of the the aspects of this that I'm going to talk about, they're, they're, we're tending to be a little bit more open about what people look like. That's not to say we don't want to be attracted, but there's a lot of people out there who are not letting that be the deciding factor because being in conversation with someone after three days of sitting in front of your television or staring at your phone screen or you know just texting with people has become extremely valuable. So people are kind of dropping the, the you know, I don't want somebody who's 20 pounds overweight or I don't want somebody who is, you know, certain height or whatever. They're, we're more apt to let that stuff go and not negate people because a lot of times I think we miss out on real love while we're doing that. When we have our, uh, you know, our list of, of superficial items that we want to be able to check off. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be attracted. There's nothing wrong with finding attractive people attractive. However, a lot of times we block our blessings by wanting to make sure that somebody's tall enough or, you know, that they're the right skin color or, you know, that their boobs are big enough, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now with this virtual dating and having to go slower and start out on the phone and then maybe go to video, we, we can kind of like get past that initial sort of, I'm, I'm rejecting you because of what you look like in a lot of instances. Not all of them, but that opportunity is there. Number seven, we are forced to be creative. This is the great thing about human beings. When we are forced to be creative, that is when the magic happens. That is when miracles can be found. There can be miracles! If you're creative, if you're a human being in a situation where you are forced to come up with a solution, you are forced to, to be innovative, I can bet that most of you out there, I don't know what the statistics are, but you know, I think we all have some level of creativity. So when it comes to this virtual dating, like I, I was saying, you know, uh, right now for me, getting to come up with games to play on virtual dating, even as a matchmaker and even in my personal life, getting to come up with themes and ideas for, the, for different stuff that we can do while we're on the virtual date. I have had four to six hour virtual, four to six hour long virtual dates in this time of quarantine because we're both craving the connection, enjoying the conversation, and we're getting creative about what we can do on the virtual date. And it doesn't have to be sexual, even though we flirt with each other. It's really just about how are we getting to know each other as human beings. 
Number eight, like I was talking about earlier, you get to really see how a person deals with adversity. So, you know, I kind of touched on this one a lot earlier, but it's so real because this is a hard time. It's a hard time for everybody. Everybody's living in a way that's different than they were before. Even those of us who are still, who, you know, are uh, the essential workers who are out there going to work, they're dealing with life in such a different way, even though they're still going to work. You know, trying to keep themselves safe, trying to keep themselves healthy, working hard, working through tired, um, you know, just being heroes out there in a way that they weren't acknowledged for being before. I'm not saying that they weren't before because, yes, health healthcare workers and people who bring your food, they've always been hero, heroes. People who sell you your food, they've always been heroes. But now, more than ever, because they're so absolutely essential with this disaster that we're going through. And so... You know, we're getting to see how people deal in this kind of situation. Those people who are at home who, you know, have lost their jobs and, um, you know, are going through a financial trauma and financial devastation is something that I have have been through and I know what it's like. And I've been through it before there was long before there was a pandemic. And I know what that feels like, that anxiety and, you know, the emotional uh, ups and downs that it can take you through. And so a lot of us are going through a lot of different things around this, even if it's just that you're at home and your fear pops up, your fear comes bubbling up. Like we're in a, a very interesting human condition right now. And so we get to see how people are during this time and we get to see it for real. And I'm going to tell you this, when it comes to romantic love in this period of time, only the strong are going to survive. And I don't mean to, that to say that if you are having a hard time, you're weak, you're not at all. What I'm saying is, is how you choose to frame what you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis and how you choose to whether allow yourself to have your feelings and take care of yourself and love yourself through it. And then also allow yourself to enjoy yourself and smile sometimes and laugh sometimes. That is what, uh, you know, is, is an expression of strength. And so it's really going to be the strong that are able to connect and able to still be authentic and say what's so for them and be real about it, even when it sucks, and understand each other and be accepting and allowing of each other's ups and downs around it. Those are going to be the people that connect in this quarantine time, this pandemic. And you couples at home, if you're having a hard time right now, you can do this today. You can be taking advantage of this as well. And you get the advantage of already knowing each other and being together, which can also be a disadvantage. But, you know, being in the same house and there's an opportunity to get to know each other on a human level. Number nine, everyone is craving real connection. So they're more apt to, to value the quality time with you. So because we are mostly in a state of either tired of only connecting with the people in our house or not, not having anyone in the house to connect with, almost everyone is in a state of really wanting a real understanding human connection. That's what we're here for. Just really being human with each other. And everyone craves that, all of you, and especially all of you listening to this right now, because if you didn't crave it, you would not be listening to this. You would not have made it this far. We're almost at 50 minutes. So if you've been listen, listening to this this long, you are craving real human connection. And because of that, that's an opportunity because everybody is. Everybody wants real connection. And with just a little bit of patience and a little bit of willingness to talk people through 
the amount of, of just love and human to human interaction and the ability to bond and the bonding that is happening and, and going to happen throughout this process is just, it's phenomenal. And it's so much more powerful and colossal than the death and the devastation. But we don't hear about that on the news. No one's talking about that on the news. No one's talking about how, well, let me not say no one, because we do sometimes see people cheering for the healthcare workers. We see people playing music, you know, in, in uh, the neighborhoods in, in Italy and interacting on their balconies and things like that. But what's going on, you know, online and what's going on with this virtual dating and connecting with each other, everyone is craving someone to tell them that it's going to be okay. They're craving for someone to give them some, some semblance of normalcy. People are smile starved because they just want to see someone else's smile or the joy in someone else's face. So yeah, that's an opportunity. And number 10, this one is just, you know, me being kind of silly, but it's also kind of true. You're less likely to be dealing with a cheater because they are now with their significant other 24 seven. So you're, you're, chances of dealing all oh, birdie outside your chances that you're dealing with somebody who is already in a relationship or um is married when it comes to meeting people online have dwindled greatly i'm not saying it's not possible because you know sneaky people will find sneaky ways to do things but for the most part most of the cheaters can't really cheat like they used to or like they're like they are used to so conclusion in everything there is opportunity and it's all in how we choose to frame it from day to day. Day to day, moment by moment. I'm not saying you have to be Pollyanna and pretend like there's a constant silver lining. I know that's not the case. But however you choose to frame life from day to day, there is opportunity in every situation, even the worst of situations. It's just a willingness to allow yourself to see it, allow yourself to feel what you need to feel, and you know, be open to what humanity, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, can provide you when you are open to, to the flow of life. There is opportunity in everything. So that's not to say that we should walk around pretending that the destruction and this disease is not devastating. It's not to say that, that you know, we, we should be not ever looking at the news, although I think minimizing that is okay. It's just to say that when we focus on what's possible, we grow the good, we make less room for suffering, we inspire other people to have hope, and we remain a force for health and joy in the world. And that's just out of a willingness to look for the positive, look for the opportunity, and make the most of everything. You know, without sounding too cliche, it's lemonade from lemons, it's, you know, there's a million cliches for looking on the bright side, see the silver lining, all that stuff. I can make it really cheesy like that. But what it comes down to is just, you know, I can focus on what's destructive or I can focus on what's constructive and I can make it, I can perceive it however I need to perceive it to feel good, to find what feels good, as Adrian, the yoga teacher says. So I want to encourage everyone to look for the blessing in everything that they can and, um, you know, really take these ways to heart for how you can make your quarantine love life effective and juicy and wonderful. I, for one, 
I'm loving the slow pace. I'm lover, loving what's going on in my love life right now and how juicy and wonderful it feels and that there's something to look forward to for when this quarantine is over. No idea how long it's going to last. I'm okay with it kind of like pacing out for a while because, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's healing, it's cleansing, it's growing me and I want to make the most of every single minute without having to control it. Anyway, I'm about to start on a whole new topic and I don't have a whole nother hour. But I do want to tell you guys, like I said, I'm a matchmaker for Talkify. And if you want to be included in my roster of recruits to be matched with a client for free, send me a private message on Facebook. You could go to Candace Harper Love Coach and send me a private message. Or you can email me, askforcandypodcast at gmail, and I'll send you my direct recruitment link. And you can go ahead and fill out a profile for yourself and I'll get in contact with you and you know, just let you know that you're confirmed in the system. And when any of our matchmakers has a client that you might match with, they will set you up on a virtual date. Doesn't that sound wonderful? You can do that. You can be in the network, be in the Rolodex and not have to pay anything. Just get screened and get to know the network of matchmakers and meet somebody. You could end up meeting the love of your life. And the love of your life might be somebody who went out of their way to make sure that, that someone else would match for them and make sure the core values match. So it's not a bad deal. All you have to do is really be authentically single and ready to date and open to it, open to being screened, open to being on you know virtual dating and ready to go on a little bit of an adventure because it is an adventure. The other thing I want to tell you guys about is my Epic Circle. The Epic Circle is an online, he online healing circle for women everywhere, and every Monday night, we as women come together as a community, and we'll be causing personal transformation when it comes to communication, forgiveness, self-love, mother-daughter relationships, purpose, friendships, just all the tools that we need to be as big as we were meant to be, even during this pandemic. You know, right now, this is a perfect time to be prepping for when we're out of quarantine. Like, you know, if you're not taking care of your body. You've had your six weeks now to sit around and, you know, gain your quarantine 15 and sit in front of the TV and all of that stuff. You've had your time to do that. And now if your mental health is in order or if you're starting to feel it slipping, it's time to pivot. It's time to start taking advantage of this, this time. What my one friend always says, the summer bodies are made in the winter. And I love that saying because it's not just about what your body looks like. It's about we're in, you know, this is dormancy. This is dormancy that we have right now. So rather than hibernate, rather than, you know, just uh, close yourself off and just pretend like you're never leaving your house again, why not use this time like, you know, like guys do in prison where they're lifting weights and stuff like that. Why not use this time to be getting your mind and your body in shape to be, um, you know, living as fully as you can under the circumstances and growing and healing as much as you can. And that's what the Epic Circle is about. Like, how do I maintain my mental health, my physical health, and be in a conversation that promotes and inspires me to continue to grow even though I'm locked in the house? Last week, we got clear about core values, and this week we'll be starting on deep level forgiveness and that frees the heart and the mind for healthy love. So follow me at Ask for Candy Podcast, at Candy Love Coach, and I'll be announcing my $50 Cash App contest. If you want to go to the Epic Circle, go to Eventbrite and find the Epic Circle, E-P-I-C, Circle. Uh, also, shout out 
to the Ask for Candy podcast group. Join that group on Facebook. Join the Armed Radio group news on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Email me, Ask for Candy podcast at Gmail. Be on the lookout for the $50 Cash App contest. And until next time, never forget that you are a love machine. And if you ever start to feel like you aren't getting the love that you need, just make more and then ask for candy. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Bye. Mwah, mwah, mwah.